Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not a fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. And we will make America great again. Hello and welcome to the show that wake you up there. Yeah. <laughs> it is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can't ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hi. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas, yourself included. And, uh, of course, a Happy New Year coming this week. Plenty to talk about, as always. I, I was kind of surprised. I thought the news week was going to be totally dead. And then this weekend uh, blew up, no pun intended, although there weren't really explosives, with violence. Ooh. Just crazy violent episodes over the last 24 to 48 hours. So another attack on Jews hits the New York City area. And just like the last case in Jersey City that we discussed uh, a few weeks ago, it is a black guy apparently inspired by those evil white supremacists that all the blue checks are rushing to condemn. How? Uh, we'll, we'll sort it out, just like we did a few weeks ago. Meanwhile, a shooter attacks a church in Texas and is taken out by a, a man, multiple shooters, really, but one guy downed this guy with one shot. And the footage I saw just like an hour or two before the show, the surveillance footage at this church is incredible the speed and accuracy of this guy to respond in the way he did and apparently put one right between the eyes of this guy shot him in yeah. the head it sounds like uh we'll show you what we can show you out of the footage uh incredible it's not super graphic though yeah but i don't think i can show a straight i mean two people get shot with a shotgun and then the guy you do himself. see both of them get killed yeah so uh I mean, it's, it's, it's incredible footage of an armed citizen stepping up when it's most crucial and doing what he had to do. And uh, my God. And of course, Beto O'Rourke is out saying, this just shows we're doing it the wrong way. I don't know what the right Ow. way is. Take the guns away from the good guy. Oh, God. Kevin Spacey. I'm so tired. <laughs> Kevin Spacey posted what I can only describe as a creepy holiday message saying Again. you should kill. Yes, this is a. This is a uh, a habit for him, or this is a yearly ritual now, a tradition. 
This message saying you should kill your enemies with kindness and within 24 hours, one of his sexual harassment uh, and or assault accusers dies of apparent kindness or suicide, if you believe the reports. But this is the third spacey accuser to die this year. I'm told Hillary is blushing on her fresh new cheeks. That's how impressed she is with Kevin Spacey's work. Plus, uh, we have a little bit of a campaign trail update from a few 2020 Democrats, a case of hoax hate with immediate, with an immediate GoFundMe cash in. So I'm very suspicious. And plus, um, a little bit of surprise cringe to close. And we'll call it a year after that. 2019, what was your favorite moment? God, it's the end of the decade. I know. What a, what a flash of a decade. My God. Uh, and we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs. We'll check in with DLive as well in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good lowdown money grabbers. Of course, it will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listening material. Remember, you can find everything show related and support the show over on the website. That's mattchristensenmedia.com. One of the many things we have featured over on the website is special deals from listener-owned businesses. Of course, this week... Our feature business is Black Rifle Garb. Black Rifle Garb offers apparel to celebrate the Second Amendment that is only recognized by elite individuals who know and love the AR-15. I'm a big fan of their subtle styles. They show patriotism and 2A enthusiasm without being loud about it. I love the graphic of the flag made of AR parts. I love the graphics of Sig, Smith & Wesson, and Glock slide serrations. I also love that... Bryce, who runs Black Rifle Garb, is a listener of this show. He's offering 5% off store-wide using the promo code MCLISTENER. And if you take advantage of that offer, of course, you're helping out the show as well. You can find everything from Black Rifle Garb, plus other special deals from the rest of our friendly listener-owned businesses, including Phoenix Ammunition, Sonoran Defense, Flyover States, Charity Swipes, and more at mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals, deals for listeners by listeners. What's going on? You having a mic oh, emergency? No, sorry. The baby's like pushing against my back. It hurts so much. All right. I have to get comfortable. I'll keep that mic still. Tell that baby to shut the hell up. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, as I mentioned last week, and of course, we didn't have a call-in show this week because of the Christmas holiday. There will be no call-in show this week either because of New Year's Day. Call-in show resumes January 8th. Thanks for your patience on that. Hope you guys have a happy New Year, of course. Uh, oh, and I mentioned this last Sunday. I don't have any use for this sweater. The once one time Epstein did not kill oh, himself yeah. sweater from last week. Uh, I've put a form in the description. If any of you want it, you can just put your name and email in that form. I'm going to pick somebody at random and send it to you for free at no cost to you. And don't worry, I'm not going to share your emails. I'm not selling your data. Uh, I will just pick one of you after a week's time at random and send it your way. So if you would like to give the sweater a happy home, and maybe you can put it to better use than I can. Uh, put your name and email address in there, and I'll, I'll pick one of you. The cameo episodes continue. Of course, we've had some shout-outs to our show specifically from Rachel Dolezal and Rose McGowan. And then we had Rachel Dolezal, Dolezal sh shouting out the corporate success that was, you know, 13% uh, of the business doing half the work. She was very excited about Ugh. that one. Well, uh, we, we actually got another shout-out from... Uh, the Hodge twins, this apparently achieved through Odysseus horse. This one is not deceptive. They weren't tricked into doing this. They're just giving us a shout out, which is mostly making fun of, well, wishing your baby well and making fun of me. And Kevin gets referenced too. Hey, blonde Matt and Kevin, Hodge twins here. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. 
Yeah. Hey, congratulations, Blondie, on your new pregnancy. Yeah, make sure you raise the kid right. Yeah. Productive citizen law. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got enough leeches in this damn country. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Matt, I heard you got some big, full, Russian, luscious red lips. <laughs> too bad you're not gay. You got some Mick Jagger lips. <laughs> yeah, too bad you're not gay. Gay men would love you. <laughs> That's true. Hey, Kevin. Pretty funny, man. Yeah, pretty funny. Man, he, he, he mad funny. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, they have great lips, too. Fantastic lips on those guys. That went from zero to faggy real fast. I'm not sure if uh, listener Odysseus Horse put them up to that or if they just arrived at that uh, joke making themselves. I don't know. I don't know. How I'm that sure. Oh, wait, the faggy part? I don't know if they actually evaluated my lips. I don't think they, they know just, who we are. I don't know. I don't know. You'd have to ask them. I did not get clarification in the email that was sent my way. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I mentioned this briefly in a solo video this week, but I want to talk about it in a little bit more detail. The, um, well, recall there was the mass shooting in uh, New Zealand, at Christchurch, New Zealand, back in March. And Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern responded saying military-style assault weapons, uh, a.k.a. the AR-15 mostly, and, you know, anything else that looks scary and is made of plastic, or at least has plastic pieces on it, those are banned. Uh, those are banned and you have to turn them in and the government has a buyback program that's been going on for months. We've seen numbers float in. Well, Friday the 20th was actually the deadline. So we're about 10 days removed from the deadline now and the numbers are in and the government has apparently collected 47,000 firearms. No total. way. There's no way. That's what they're saying. Show no us the pile of way. guns. Yeah. And uh, they say they have commitments for another 14,000 or so commitments to turn them in. So that brings the total number to about 61,000 guns of those about 9,500 are the now banned military style semi-automatics police in New Zealand believe there are roughly 1.2 million civilian owned firearms in the country and between 50,000 and 170,000 of those are the now banned configurations, the scary, scary assault weapons. So that means optimistically, best case scenario, New Zealand's government collected 5% of the total guns and high end, possibly 20% of the so-called military style semi-automatics. But that number could be as low as 6%. I don't believe that because you also have to trust that they are they have the proper number of guns in circulation right now, which I doubt they do. Uh, highly on. Well, I mean, you look at the estimate. How many ARs are there? Or just military style semi-automatics. How many of those are there? 50,000 to 170,000? And those That's are all ones that are owned legally, right? Well, formerly, but now they're not. Now none of them are legal. Right, but they have... Are they, well, I shouldn't are they including say a, their best estimate of illegally owned owned firearms? I'm sure they have no idea. There's no registry. And that's this is a, another example. If As long as there's no registry, they have no idea what doors to kick down to get the guns. That's why you have to resist a registry in the United States. What kind of retards are handing over their guns? Well, don't say retards because some people, and not just because it's, it's one of those politically incorrect words these days, don't say that because some people are crafty and they take advantage of these things. You head down to Home Depot and you construct a firearm using some, I don't know, $20 worth of parts. As long as it technically makes the cartridge go off, it is a gun and you can turn that in for money. So people, people oh. really grift this, basically. <laughs> That's good. I can't, I can't blame them. Might be some of that going on too. And who knows if you put a black handguard on it, 
on a pipe that you bought at Home Depot that counts as the barrel, maybe that counts as a military-style semi-automatic. Who knows? What about like potato launchers and such? I, th- I, I don't know. I think tech... I don't know. Technically, I think they have to be centerfire, but I don't know what the rules are. Uh, the New Zealand government spent $102 million of a budgeted $110 million. Uh, and that's, I believe that's just the direct compensation money. That's not the money associated with like paying for all the administration costs of this sort of thing. Don't quote me on that. I'm not hundred percent sure. Point so is they're, they're out sp- of money. What are they going to do now? They're spending, uh, are they going to raise over a hundred million dollars to get so 5% can of the guns. People's guns. Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> that would be, that would be hilarious. I mean, whenever you talk about these buybacks, you have to think about it in those terms. First, they took your money by force. Then they came and said, hey, we're going to take the money that we took from you by force. We'll give it to you in exchange for your property that we're now stealing by force. But hey, we're nice enough to give you some of the money we took back. In any other context, this is how a bully treats you with your lunch money. Sometimes he's nice and he doesn't take all of it one day. Or maybe he lets you keep half the sandwich. But in no scenario is this a voluntary sale or transaction. So I've been thinking about taking down my Christchurch video. Now mm. I'm motivated to leave it up, but why? Did, why would you want to take it down? Well, I think that maybe there's some credibility to this theory that mass shooters do it for notoriety. Mm. And I got all cerebral about like why he did it, you know. And I, I said his name. His name is in the title of the video. And I tell people to read his manifesto. I link it. And now I'm thinking about like this as an ethical dilemma. I understand the argument not to give them notoriety. I think they probably are after a little bit of fame. For me, I come down more on I want to know as much about these people as possible. I don't think that requires you to name them, though. I think if you want to resist naming them or showing photos of them, you don't have to. But I don't think that there's any moral problem with discussing the manifesto in particular. I think we should understand the manifesto. I mean, I clearly condemn the shooting, but... I do think it's important that we understand why these people do these things. And it's, it's for the same reason. And it's a different reason that, that Muslims do it. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but it's, it's not where this gun confiscation is not working. So now I'm like, hmm, maybe I should leave it up. Last note on the New Zealand gun buyback, uh, for perspective to consider this, how it, how it might work in the U S if they tried it, spoiler alert, it wouldn't, but a reason why the best they could do is about 5% of the guns in a country that's roughly the same size and population of the state of Colorado. Good luck doing this in America. Not to mention different cultural attitudes towards guns generally. But if you think you can do that with better results in all 50 states, I mean, we're talking very small scale here and it didn't work. Yeah. Try it on a scale that's, you know, 100 times larger. We'll see how it goes. With a more bloated federal government. Yeah. The big controversy over the holiday was whether or not the CBC, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, purposefully and edited Trump out of Home Alone 2 with political motivation. So did you actually, did you see how they did that? Are you familiar with the scene? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen Home Alone. As we've but this this is time. two. Have you seen two? Of course not. Uh, you haven't seen either? You've seen the scene. But I've maybe. heard about this. Yeah. So real quick, you can see the scene. One One window here is the unedited version uh, where Trump appears. The other window is the edited version that aired on CBC. You can see how they compare. (laughs) 
Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. Okay, That's so Trump so passive aggressive. Trump is just gone. Now, initially, the CBC said that eight minutes were cut from the film to make room for commercials and fit TV broadcasting time constraints. Uh, and one of the scenes that or the portions that was deleted was this Trump cameo. And I was skeptical of this claim, considering that, as you saw, the cut only trims like a couple seconds. I guess you got to get to the eight minutes somehow. So I suppose they all count. But CBC's most recent claim is interesting. They actually are now saying that the edit was done in 2014. Says CBC spokesman Chuck Thompson, quote, as is often the case with feature films adapted for television, Home Alone 2 was edited for time. The scene with Donald Trump was one of several that were cut from the movie as none of them were integral to the plot. These edits were done in 2014 when we first acquired the film and before Mr. Trump was elected president. Now, I I will buy that claim if it can be verified. I haven't seen any verification of this. If that's true, then that then there's no political motive here, or at least it'd have to be one with amazing foresight. Yeah. So somebody but, on the internet will figure this one out. I just haven't, I'm not even saying that I doubt their claim per se. I just, I need some verification. I haven't seen just show me a broadcast where it also aired. Show me, I don't know. Can you prove the edit date? I'd like to see it, but you know, in the grand scale of uh, things to construct conspiracy theories about, this probably is somewhat, uh, unimportant, but you know what is important? The name of the alleged whistleblower, Erica Marshmallow, the name we can't say on this show or any show on YouTube. Well, we've seen members of Congress mention this person. We've seen this person mentioned in various news stories. Now, Trump himself has retweeted references to the alleged Ukraine gate whistleblower. The first was a retweet of user at surfermom77, whoever that is. This is a tweet that claims that Erica Marshmallow committed perjury. Uh, in another tweet, Trump retweeted the Trump War Room account, which linked a Washington Examiner article naming Marshmallow in the headline. So that makes multiple, as I said, multiple members of Congress, several media outlets reporting on this. Susan and YouTube still consider it a credible threat to say the name that has been said by media outlets and politicians. It also, including the president now. Yep. Yeah. Well, yeah, at least indirectly. And he it had got, no repercussions on Twitter. Well, it, that's where it gets weird is because for some users, people thought that Trump deleted the read or unretweeted these. Well, mm -hmm. specifically the surfer mom one. So this one that, you see here that reference it, that specifically names the person and says the person committed perjury that disappeared from Trump's feed and people thought that he had unretweeted it, but it, that is apparently not the case. So it's a little murky what happened here, but by Saturday morning, the, um, the at surfer mom 77 post, the one we just looked at, Quote, according to this Daily Mail article, quote, seemed to have disappeared from many users' feeds suggesting Trump had deleted it, though it could still be found in other ways, including on a website that logs every presidential tweet. The retweet then reappeared on Saturday night, but now the poster, SurferMom77, either deleted her account or Twitter banned it. It's not clear. The account is basically now scrubbed. So it's not totally clear what happened to the tweet as far as I can tell, but Twitter tells the AP that an uh, quote, an outage to one of its systems caused 
uh, tweets on some accounts, including Trump's, to be visible to some but not others. Uh-huh. It was an really? outage. Mm. It's an outage. What does that even mean? I, I don't know. Did their server, some of their servers go offline? I, I, I don't know. I have They're no idea. They're not even trying to make good excuses anymore. Yeah, Jack uh, needs to fire someone in the excuse-making department. I'm sure someone is paid, but at least PR-wise that way. And uh, lastly, before we get into um, some of the bigger stories this week, we have, of course, been talking about impeachment in recent weeks. Just before Christmas, the House passed its articles of impeachment against the president. We talked about it last week. Abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, both of which are made up non-crimes. And Nancy Pelosi was, of course, threatening to not deliver the articles to the Senate until she was satisfied with the Senate's trial plan, even though it's not her jurisdiction. Tactically, there's been some debate among Republicans and just conservative people generally or backers of the president. Do you want to drag this thing out in the Senate and potentially call all sorts of witnesses and maybe do some some fact finding of your own now that you control the fact finding? Or do you just want a quick vote and be done with it and move on? Well, it sounds like we have some insight on Mitch McConnell's thinking. He leans towards no witness testimony and a quick acquittal. So if that's what happens... Uh, we'll see how Nancy's delivery plans play out or if that even matters. But it sounds like this thing could be over in January, which of course would be well ahead of, of primary season for the Democrats. You have an opinion on that? Would you prefer, you want to call all sorts of people up to testify and see what information we can get or you just want to shoot this thing and be done with it? I mean, it doesn't really matter. Whatever's going to cost less money, I suppose, they're going to do it no matter what. Um, he's still going to get reelected, so doesn't matter. Um, well, if you want to take the does it, if you want to take the side that it does matter, I think that there's a lot of smoke in terms of how this whole thing got started. I mean, do you think that witnesses will illuminate any of this? You might, maybe they can get Erica Marshmallow to testify. I'd be very interested to hear that. You, you well, have the whole wouldn't. Biden angle if you want to do that. But. Yeah, I guess. I guess I would rather have that. Um, I think there are a lot of important facts yet to be discovered. However, the other side that you're, <laughs> you're pointing out, uh, it, is, it is exhausting and frustrating that we're paying for a government that perpetually investigates itself. I'm not, right. I'm not blind to that either. So whatever. I, 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 I do think that uh, what matters is how voters view this and what they decide come fall. Okay, let's start with the Hanukkah stabbing. Because, uh, well, this was the major story, and then today we had the Texas shooting, but we'll, we'll talk about them uh, one after the other here, because they're How kind of related strange stories. Is this story, and mom is the word on the left. <laughs> I haven't heard anything about this all day. Uh, I've heard, I've seen the stories, but the way it's being reported, I'll talk about in a minute, because once the information comes out, kind of like Jersey City, uh, suddenly we kind of try to tuck things away in certain ways or blue check people start deleting their tweets that were a little, little premature perhaps when it doesn't fit certain narratives about who the uh, boogeyman is to blame. Suddenly people care about it in different ways if they care at all. So a man ordered, was ordered, um, was ordered held. This can't possibly be correct. Uh, held on $5 million bail Sunday after a knife wheeling attacker stabbed five people, killed none of them. Some of them are seriously injured though, during a Hanukkah celebration in a rabbi's home. Um, and then the source is claiming that this is the latest in a string of assaults, apparently targeting Jews in the region. I don't know if they're all related. 
but we'll talk about that in a minute. They they do fit a certain thing. There's one I want to talk about later, but there's certainly yeah. there were there were apparently eight or nine reported during this Hanukkah week. Now I don't know how legit all of them are or not, but it seems that there's something going on in New York City in the general area. This wasn't in yeah. New York City proper, mind you. Right. It was but the guy fled back to Harlem, right? So this dude, Grafton Thomas, he's 37, pleaded not guilty to five counts of attempted murder and one count of burglary in the attack Saturday night. Um, it took place in the home of Rabbi Chaim Rottenberg, who heads congregation. I'm going to butcher this. So I'm not even going to say it. Um, police said officers received reports of a stabbing just before 10 p.m. and witnesses described the weapon as a large knife or machete. I've mm -hmm. heard machete confirmed in other places. So you attack five people with a machete, unable to kill any of them. Um, two were taken from the scene in critical condition. And the old guy uh, that was stabbed was in very critical condition. Uh, one of the victims had been stabbed six times. The least severely injured person had just been stabbed in the hand. And they're investigating whether the suspect, Grafton Thomas, is tied to a recent stabbing near a village synagogue. But it seems like the evidence on this is really scant. I couldn't find out too much about it. They're just saying they're investigating his ties to it. I didn't see any actual evidence that he was involved, but it's definitely possible. So the details of this incident are under investigation, but they're unclear. A 30-year-old man was beaten and repeatedly knifed while walking to Mazdos Maraham Brisk Tajnad Religious Center in Monzi around... 5.30 a.m. This was November 20th. Mm -hmm. So he was so badly beaten that cops were initially told that he was in a car accident. Wow. Or had been hit by a car. They like yeah. beat the shit out of him. But all they're saying is that he was approached from behind by one or more individuals and stabbed with an unidentified weapon that wasn't immediately recovered. So I don't know if they're, they're investigating him in this, but I don't know if that's as a result of this of the stab, stabbing on Saturday or mm -hmm. if they were previously investigating him. I don't know if there's any evidence that he was involved in this. Well, the identity of the attacker was not revealed until this morning to my knowledge. And so last night you had a whole bunch of takes going around. And of course uh, we picture a certain person when we think of anti-Semitic attacks or at least this, a Who certain do you person picture? that, well, th there's a certain person that media try to spin and, and certain political opportunists try to spin. So when the news broke this morning and there was uh, exclusive footage on a local TV station, that is what, uh, this is what that looked like. This is the intersection where officers eventually caught up with that stabbing suspect early this morning. They took him to the 32nd precinct where a few hours ago we got our first glimpse at his face. We want to show you exclusive video of him being led out the front door in handcuffs, put into the back of an unmarked car, and then taken back to Rockland County. Officers have not released the suspect's name or age, but this is the car he was believed to be driving when officers stopped him near West 140. 44th Street and Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard. Police told us that after stabbing five people and chasing them into a nearby synagogue, the suspect escaped into a gray Nissan Sentra. Hmm. I mean, I'm seeing a lot of reports that he has mental illness, like a well-known history of mental illness. But if this hap if this guy was white, they would not give a shit about that. Well, yeah, we were talking about this before the show. The same was true of James Fields, who had documented mental issues. Not Again, just this, mental issues. He was a diagnosed schizophrenic and nobody cared. This is not me justifying what happened. I'm saying that 
generally when it fits a narrative they want to go with, mental illness is not an excuse. Right. I'm not even saying it should be an excuse. It's just it's interesting how this sort of explanation sort of selectively appears where it might be politically convenient. Now, maybe you think I'm being too cynical. Well, a lot of the reporting, I'll go through a few here, initially did not name the guy, which at the start, like things posted last night, I can't blame them for not naming the guy because the name was not out. But in updated posts, you'll see like this Huffington Post uh, article here. They don't actually name the guy or show a picture until way late in the article. You got to scroll like halfway or two thirds down, which is surely strategic to actually see the name and the image of the guy. Part of the reason for that is that, of course, if you're going to share an article on social media, they don't want an image of this guy showing up. The Huffington Post did this. Politico did the same again, not naming him at first. Then his name comes out and they they'll name him and then they'll bury a picture way down. The New York Times had no picture, didn't give a description of him in their updated story. They didn't name him till the fourth paragraph, didn't give any description of him, no photo of him. So was this guy a black Hebrew Israelite? Because in the article that I read about his mental illness, it just said like his congregation leader. And then I looked into it could that be. church I don't know. and it didn't I, appear to be, I don't know, but if this is a, a true, like a truly anti-Semitic attack tied to the previous attacks, then like this guy has got to have some connection with black Hebrew Israelites, right? I mean, I'm sure uh, we'll find I, out in like two months when nobody gives a shit. I mean, you have, you have a few things going on in New York. You have the, the black Hebrew Israelites who again are the same people who attacked the Jersey city one and the yeah. same people who initiated the confrontation with Nick Sandman at the, the Lincoln Memorial last year. These are people who believe that they are the legitimate Israelis, basically. Yeah. And then you also just have the issue of cultural clash in New York City, where there's a lot of like Jewish community moving into black areas. And there's just conflict there. So I I don't know if this guy is anti-Semitic, which would be a safe assumption, I would think. But if he is, I don't know whether it's like what is the, what is the driving force behind that this isn't funny i was just thinking about that chick it's like and these jew shenanigans <laughs> i couldn't I couldn't you'll never hear that clip again that was unbelievable we did play that a few weeks ago there was a clip on the show from that from that uh shooting that she I was blaming know. the jews for the shooting at the kosher deli saying none of this would have happened <laughs> if it wasn't for the jew shenanigans that's yeah. that was the context and despite my uh trying to convince skag to clip that out and use it as a sounder he's it's too far that one's too far man (laughs) the i doubt it one was something that also resulted no that was an actual possible murder it's still being adjudicated but you know but Uh, because it's white on white (laughs) i guess whatever i'm a hypocrite i don't care uh the washington post same thing uh description of the guy or uh, name of the guy but no no photo no description cnn same thing no photo no description No photo, no description, but just his name. Just his name. Because his name doesn't, it doesn't sound super black, so. I'm not saying, like, all I'm saying is if if it was a, if it was a James Fields type, if it was that, that, if you could, you know, if you could, if he was an alt-right guy with the right haircut and he had a tiki torch and all that, I guarantee we get the photo in the description. That's all I'm saying. And in that article I sent you, they used the picture where he looked the craziest this like the craziest like eye rolling frame, but he looks like a pretty normal guy in that video that we just watched. Uh, which guy? What are you talking about? Grafton Thomas. Oh, okay. In the article about well, mental illness, they they clearly used a picture where he looked extra insane. 
Oh, well, this is him like leaving the courthouse, right? Yeah, that's the that's the picture that they took, which some reports say he was still bloody at court. And he smelled like bleach. Which, I read that, too, which is pretty crazy if yeah. that's true. I didn't see any photos, but they're probably out there. Uh, this uh, just like last time when Rashida Tlaib was out there saying, uh, oh, we, white supremacism is so terrible about the Jersey sh- uh, City shooting. Uh, blue checks are doing the same thing this time around. So you had Democratic activist Nathan Schneider, who said uh, this this was posted on Saturday night. Trump is directly to blame for this anti-Semitic violence. If we don't take drastic streps, steps to address this threat, the atta- to address this threat, the attacks will become worse and more frequent. The tweet is still up. Last I checked, like a couple hours ago. Journalist uh, Mariv Zansin says, just to be clear, I hold the Trump White House directly responsible for the increasing violent attacks on Orthodox Jewish people in America. It should be clear now that exceptionalizing Jews, whether in a negative or positive light, endangers us and keeps us forever at risk. Okay. Exceptionalizing uh, Jews in a positive light. Did everybody hear that one? Okay. So saying that they're good makes them at risk, I guess. Okay, so they just want to blend. <laughs> I guess you'd have to ask her. I don't know. This uh, is baffling. Who has done? I mean, all Trump has been doing his whole presidency is licking Israel's boots. Like, what? Why? I cannot believe they're still making this claim. They're still going with it. Aaron how? Biba, how? What evidence do they have of this? Uh, they usually, in my experience, they usually go with the both sides comment on Charlottesville, which itself was not is not properly quoted and is a bs yeah. interpretation of what he said that's usually what i see cited mm. aaron biba who's also a journalist says the situation in new york and let's be clear we don't know who perpetrated the monsi attack yet is massively complicated and a growing division among two communities what we need right now is a way to find solidarity with each other against our shared enemy of white supremacy so i guess she's saying no 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 black people and she didn't know i guess at the time but no 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 black people and jewish people in conflict team up and beat up whitey instead that's i guess her interpretation hmm. anyway uh, as in new york city at least government officials can't seem to get this one straight because on the one hand they come out, you had Cuomo come out, you had de Blasio talking about uh, recent episodes and they keep saying, well, this, this is so serious. We have to treat this seriously. We have to put more um, resources to it. Anti-Semitic attacks are on the rise. This is terrible. As I mentioned, there were eight reported anti-Semitic crimes during the Hanukkah week in New York city. And, um, is that a lot? I mean, what's standard? Well, my, I, I haven't vetted this, but, it's it's conventional wisdom is that there's a significant increase in anti-Semitic crimes in New York specifically. What are we calling a crime? I, I haven't vetted it, but, mm. but this is, I have no way to know whether this is the same sort of crap narrative about like hate crimes across the country or whether this is a real occurrence. But uh, anecdotally, we do see things going on. We had the Jersey city thing. We had this episode New York officials can't really seem to get this straight because they're coming out and saying it's a serious problem. We have to get this under control. We're going to devote a bunch of resources to it and really crack down. Meanwhile, it appears that the culprits behind the episodes that are cited that they're saying are a big problem tend to get let off or not treated seriously. Here's one example. Uh, During the week, there is a woman who uh, apparently attacked uh, three Jewish women in New York City. She slapped them. She's accused of slapping three Orthodox Jewish women in the face and yelling, fuck you, Jews. 
And she was released without bail Saturday, uh, but she still has a misdemeanor assault charge. She was let go without bail until her next court date on January 10th. So who was the I mean, woman that did this? This is uh, I don't what is her name even Tiffany Harris and is Tiffany Harris white? is no Tiffany Harris is uh, of a of a darker complexion. Mm, uh huh. Is she black? Yes. Tiffany Harris, fuck you. <laughs> you got to see for yourself. It's linked in the notes. I just want to see a picture of her. That's all. In my she's, mind, she's a she's giant got a, black woman. She's got a Pepe smirk on her face. If you go to the New York Post, go to the the one linked in the notes. <laughs> oh, yeah, <they're> <laughs> <laughs> she just needs her. She just needs her her little finger and thumb on her chin or whatever. And yeah, she'll she looks like the... Missy Elliott. <laughs> anyway, so it, it's weird. the officials are saying it's a big problem. Got to crack down. Then they figure out who's behind the problem. They're like, oh, we can't crack down on the people of color because that's uh, that's over policing. And that's what we're against also. So they're really in a tough spot here. We'll see who wins in the end. But just to recap, a black guy attacks Jews in New York where attacks are frequent, apparently. But government officials who claim to care go soft on the attackers. Clearly, this is the fault of Trump and white supremacists. This I don't is a solid even close understand. to 2019. Expect even more plot twists in 2020. Anyway. So uh, baffling. I mean, maybe they should ask black. CNN needs to get a black Hebrew Israelite on <laughs> to ask about their stance on. Bring Jews back then. the one yelling at Sandman and his friends. He was pretty aggressive. They're never going to do this. It's just as soon as these things come up, they'll blame it on white supremacy. Let those things go viral, then never follow up about who the perpetrator is. That's, that's what they always do. Seems so. Seems so. Well, uh, this Texas shooting case is pretty fascinating, and I don't say that. You know, the, the, what happened is terrible, but uh, ended with the best result possible. I, I guess. I mean, too bad somebody died. Otherwise, this would have been awesome. How many? So they kill the guy. Got two. The shooter got two people. Is that what happened? No, he killed one person. He critically wounded another okay. person who might still die. Okay. But they probably won't. And then he died. Okay. So at first, I was confused. Like headline here: gunman kills two at White Settlement Church. That's just the name of the town. Yeah. I thought it was like, what are we talking? Are we talking like some weird? North Idaho. Are we talking about Blonde's Commune of the Future? Is that Come on. <laughs> no? It's just a place called White Settlement, Texas. Do you think it's all white people? I have no idea. Uh, we should look up the demographics. Somebody in the live chat, look at the demographics of White Settlement, because I wonder if that's actually why they called it that. Um, so a gunman opened fire Sunday morning this morning at a church in White Settlement, killing one person, critically wounding another, before a band of churchgoers fatally shoots this guy and i we're gonna show the video i don't know how much you can see but i had to watch it like at least five times to figure out what was going on i've i've tried to highlight the key moments and of course i can't show you the actual shooting element but i have linked the full video if you guys want to um want to check it out but we'll break it down here so as you can see sort of the top of the screen there on the left is just is one of the victims unfortunately on the right is the perpetrator right and the perpetrator just apparently is carrying like, I don't know, a foot and a half long shotgun. Somehow nobody knows. Is it a shotgun? That's what I've seen reported. And okay. it looks like based on based on the, the shooting footage, that's that's what I see. And he he just pulls out a shotgun. You'll you'll see it here. Walks up, says something to the guy, and then just pulls out a gun. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. That guy's All like, right. whoa. 
Yeah. Okay. And if you watch the footage, he shoots this guy and a guy on, and a, another guy on the left. The there. guy on the left, you can tell. I watched the video a bunch of times. The guy on the left pulls a gun out of his waistband. And that's Does why he? I, I didn't even notice he that. He pulls something out of his waistband. I just oh. assumed it was a gun. Well, as you can see here, there's a guy in the middle standing and you'll see him sort of react and he unholsters his weapon and he aims back and he fires one shot, as you can see there. Gets him right in between the eyes. Kills and, him. and that one, yeah, one shot puts the guy down and that's impressive if the guy is a few feet from you. But based on the footage, I don't know how big this room is, but you can see him on the left-hand side there. The guy, the shooter, was actually over on the right-hand side by those windows, it looks like. I'm guessing that's a solid, That's that's got to be a solid 15 yards, 15, 20, maybe. Yeah, maybe 20. Uh, it, it looks and he's an long. old MFR, too. Like That dude's like in his late 70s, it looks like. I saw it reported that he is ex-FBI as well. Man, How, that is so fantastic. However it is that he was so quick and accurate under stress is amazing. I, I, this, I was saying while we were Skyping before the show, this is exactly the kind of neighbor I want. I want yeah. an old armed man who's very proficient. Yeah. And totally. uh, the guy's a hero. That, that guy is a hero. But um, he's the one who got it done. Who's to say that others could not have. You see him after, the, after he shoots, he walks over to where the guy is downed. And just to make sure it's clear. Now this is... I can't even count. This is another thing to note when you At watch the footage. At least five people unholster their weapons and start walking yeah. towards the, the perpetrator. Yeah. I saw, th I grabbed three in just this still frame. I'm sure there are more. And that's the other thing I like to see in this situation is if this guy wasn't able to do it, there are half a dozen other people who are stepping up to do the same thing. And, uh, and, and so, so yeah, I mean, that guy was the hero who rose to the occasion. I also want to say good on these other churchgoers who were also prepared to defend themselves and defend their community. Do we have any information as to who the attacker was or no. why? It's no just... motive. I mean, I'm sure we'll find out, but this did just happen. So. Yeah. So this was this morning, right? Yeah. And uh, Beto O'Rourke has reemerged. Beto O'Rourke, you know, he quit running for president and maybe you thought maybe he'd go away. Well, he's reemerged on Twitter with like, just a baffling take because I don't know how you can watch this footage and conclude that this was a poor outcome or that if only those good guys didn't have guns or something. He says, so saddened to hear about another church shooting in Texas. This one in white settlement near Fort Worth. Clearly what we are doing in Texas, what we are doing in this country when it comes to guns is not working. Really? Because like, I just saw a video of it totally working. That works fabulously and uh, you just i've never i've never actually seen you hear stories of people using firearms defensively all the time sometimes you get different clips of stuff from homeowner you know footage on their on their property surveillance or things like that this is probably the clearest full incident footage of an event like this that i've ever seen and i don't know how you could watch it and conclude anything other than my god i i am so glad that that guy was there and trained and proficient and that other people were there to back him up because imagine if none of them have guns. Yeah. That guy's limited basically only by his ability to hoard off, to, to fight off a horde of people trying to tackle him while he has a 12 gauge, presumably he's probably not going to get them all, but he's going to get more than two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the 
senior minister at the church says much the same. He spoke to media reacting to the shooting, and he just says, listen, I'm thankful to live in a society that recognizes our right to defend ourselves. We lost two great men today. But it could have been a lot worse. And I'm thankful that our government has allowed us the opportunity to protect ourselves. We have a congregation here of open-hearted people. We help people. We're here to help people. And to have something like this happen destroys my heart. Hmm. I mean, I, I don't know what to say in a situation like that other than um, I'm glad people, these people took their safety into their own hands instead yeah. of trusting some government force to do it for them. Something like that. Um, and if Beto has a better solution, I would like him to elaborate. I would like to see his plan for how this should have been handled. Delete all the guns so that guy doesn't have any. Well, we don't live in that world. How many people? He probably could have. He had a shotgun. He could have killed a bunch of people. Yeah. I mean, he if he, let's say right at, so he if you watch the footage, he shoots the guy he's pointed at that we showed. He shoots the guy to the left. He's one second away from turning around and pointing that 12 gauge at the crowd of people. Yeah. And if that bullet doesn't hit the guy in the head, presumably that's what he's going to do. And it's that it's that guy's incredible shot that prevents that from happening. The people also did the right thing by hiding in the pews. Everybody reacted appropriately in this situation. Yeah. And uh, and you had um, the, the other thing about those guys who were armed is they all approached the situation, too. Yeah. And I've always wondered if I found myself in such a situation, how would I react? Would I um, immediately try to flee? Would I try, would I take it upon myself to challenge the attacker? The guy was already down. So this isn't perfect comparison, but those people, I mean, you don't know what the state of that guy is. You don't know if he's dead for all, you know, he's wounded. He's still got a shotgun. He can point it at you on a moment's notice and blow you away too. There's the guy a, there's... did kick away his gun too. When he, after Oh, really? So, I mean, not only good on those people for being armed and prepared, but good on them for taking a risk themselves uh, on behalf of their fellow community members to protect them from, from this threat. Good for yeah, them. Good for well everybody lived. involved. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I just hope the best for the families of the victims, too. It's, it's horrific footage when you watch it, but I do think everyone sh you know, who, who can stomach such things, you should watch it. I, yeah. I do want to know what these sorts of events look like and I want to know what it looks like when one is properly thwarted. And this is exactly that kind of footage. Maybe the identity has been released. Let's move to the next one while I look this up. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk? Spacey's going to be a little bit longer, kind of. Do you want to take a break before that? Do or? you just want to do them all at the end? Today? We could. We could do uh, yeah, a big run of Super Chat at the end of the show. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Because we got Spacey. Yeah. I mean, we don't have a lot of deep topics. Just some interesting stuff. Well, uh <laughs> Kevin Spacey is it? Where's the, where's my headline here? I'll get this, get this properly, properly oh, quoted. But, update at six forty five. The critically injured man died from his injuries. Ugh, I hate to hear that. So two dead. Well, three dead, including the shooter. All the best to, to their families and to that community. And, um, sucks, man. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm just, I think everybody like the, like the, uh, the minister said here, you're, you're, you're thankful to have the situation be almost as, as, as positive as it possibly could, given the decision of an evil person to come and try to kill you. Yep. No, uh, no update on the shooter's identity. Yet. Okay, so no name, no motive. We'll, have to, we'll perhaps update later. Yeah. Uh, okay, headline in the Rolling Stone. Kevin Spacey accuser dies by suicide. 
Kevin Spacey accuser Ari Ben committed suicide on Wednesday. He was an author and former Norwegian royal who said Spacey groped him during a Nobel Peace Prize concert in 2007. His suicide was announced by his manager. Uh, it is true. To give as much credibility to the story at face value as possible, it is true that Ben had discussed his ongoing battle with chronic depression. So it does appear that he had some kind of problems predating what's this this accusation with Spacey and all of this. But isn't it also possible that Spacey chose people that he knew were damaged and depressed in the event that they came out and told their story and then he could have had them killed? Yeah. One is believable. Two is a coincidence. Three is a pattern. And that's really what's damning here is this is the third of the year, the third Spacey accuser to die. So in May, Linda Culkin, who accused Spacey of sexual harassment, was killed when she was struck by a car in Massachusetts. I don't know if that car had Arkansas license plates or not. No report Wait, on that. Wait, one was a lady? I think, if I recall correctly, she... I forget the nature of her accusation. I, I can't remember if she actually alleged that she had been harassed or that she was making accusations on behalf of somebody else. The yeah. point is she had made herself an enemy of Spacey. I can't remember if, if she alleged that Spacey had actually abused her, but she was, you know, they were not on friendly terms, Miss Calkin and Kevin Spacey in September, an anonymous massage therapist who accused Spacey of sexual assault died in the middle of a lawsuit against the actor and as is apparently Christmas tradition now, Kevin Spacey released a holiday greeting on his YouTube channel called Kill Him With Kindness. And if I didn't know better, my understanding of the timeline is he released this YouTube video and within 24 hours, it was announced that this guy had committed suicide. Something like that. If I didn't know any better, I'd swear this is just blatant trolling. I think he's mocking us. And I just went to his YouTube page. Comments are open too. And yeah. nothing is deleted. It's just I saw like, a lot of people. The comment section was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here's what he had to say. You didn't really think I was going to miss the opportunity to wish you a Merry Christmas, did you? It's been a pretty good year, and I'm grateful to have my health back. And in light of that, I've made some changes in my life, and I'd like to invite you to join me. As we walk into 2020... I want to cast my vote for more good in this world. Ah, yes. I know what you're thinking. Can he be serious? I'm dead serious. And it's not that hard, trust me. The next time someone does something you don't like, you can go on the attack, but you can also hold your fire and do the unexpected. You can kill them with kindness. Oh, my God. What the hell is that? That's why I say it's, it has to be trolling. Usually I edit in the dun-dun-dun for like cheesy effect. And he's put it in. I didn't put that in. He put that in there. I didn't edit his video at all. And I, I, just the little things like, I'm dead serious. And, and all this. Not, uh, it can't possibly be this blatant, can it? I mean, this is obviously his character, Frank Underwood. from. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think he's mocking us. I suppose that's, if you want to 
if you want to take off your tinfoil hat, which I wouldn't even call that tinfoil at this point, he, of course, his character that he's playing is known for um, just, uh, you know, not, not being nice to other people generally speaking so I mean, maybe that's like, the play like on rich words. pedophiles and rapists have never offed somebody so they can't be a witness this is like the the tale as old as, as time this has been happening for forever and then when he says this was a good year like how was this a good year other than people who accuse you of stuff keep dying so recall back to um i was looking at the status of a lot of the legal case uh, recall back to, oh, I don't have it in front of me. Well, anyway, back in uh, October, uh, the, the second person died. And so that legal case got dropped. And then I was looking at all the status of the rest of the legal cases. There was a, a, another criminal case that was dropped prior because of something to do with a uh, witness not willing to testify or whatever. But what's the status of his of all of these ongoing disputes. Some of some of them were criminal in nature and some of them are just civil lawsuits. But as far as I can tell, what, he's free? He's just that seems free and to clear? Be the case. I mean, I couldn't find a lot of information on the ongoing stuff. But yeah, the groping case has been dropped. Um, he invoked his Fifth Amendment right not to testify. And the the other separate case that was tossed was that sexual battery charge. That okay. the last last one the, the guy that died did and then did the, the i should have looked this up i didn't but did this norwegian guy ari ben did he have an active lawsuit against spacey or is it just like a i accuse i actually him of this? don't know i think it was a public accusation i'm not sure if there was a lawsuit. yeah it doesn't really mention a lawsuit on his behalf so maybe that wasn't involved in this case but it's just <laughs> The whole thing is just super weird and it's really bizarre in combination with that video. The video is, is creepy. And what's even weirder, I don't have the, the video in front of me, but when I looked at it, it was still like two thirds positively rated. It was not downvoted. It was like 36,000 likes and like 15,000 down. There's a lot of downvotes, yeah. but <laughs> this comment has 4,000 upvotes. Well, this wasn't creepy at all. Maybe I should check in on Spacey accuser Ari Ben and he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, pretty much the timeline there. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'll keep an eye on if there are any further developments. Uh, meanwhile, there are a few updates on 2020 Democrats, specifically Elizabeth Warren. And I do have one on, um, on Bernie Sanders too. But uh, Elizabeth Warren, of course, has been fudging some of her biographical details for a long time now. Of course, we have the Indian stuff. Remember a few months ago, she was busted for saying that she was fired from her teaching job in her early 20s because she was pregnant when, in fact, uh, she told she gave an interview 10 years ago in which she described how the teaching thing just didn't really work for her in the way that she wanted to build her family. So she left voluntarily. Indeed, documents show that she was offered a job back and declined. Well, there's an article in the Boston Globe this week that uh, reveals, I guess, another embellishment uh, Elizabeth Warren has describing some of her family history. So on the campaign trail, Elizabeth Warren frequently refers to herself as the daughter of a janitor. But this Boston Globe piece that talks about her relationship with her brothers and her brothers working on her campaign uh, mentions a family friend here who's quoted in the piece and says, when Elizabeth called her dad a janitor during the early stages of this, David, her brother, was furious. He said, my dad was never a janitor. He was a maintenance man. So in a... 
In an interview, Warren said she has no idea why that characterization would bother her brother. She has referred to their father as a maintenance man in her 2014 autobiography, but often as a janitor on the campaign trail. Uh, back in that same 2007 interview, she, uh, where she talked about her, re- her leaving being a teacher and her, she never mentioned in that interview that she was fired for pregnancy. She described the other reasons she left. In that same interview, she says that her dad's last job was maintenance man at an apartment complex. So these are things like facility upkeep. You know, he goes around and he he fixes things. And it's he, not janitorial. He's not all. mopping the floors. I mean, yeah. I know that the distinction is kind of um, is not the it's not that huge of a lie in the grand scheme. The thing, the other thing to consider about this, though, is that most for most of her, um, his life, her dad was a salesman. Then he had a heart attack, and he became this maintenance man after the heart attack in later stages of his life. Yeah, so that's also relevant. Yeah, you, you should be calling your dad a salesman. The point is, why did she pick janitor? She 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 selects things out of her life to try to make herself. A, a marginalized person, a person who comes from poverty or a person who has been discriminated against or this or that. She makes herself a victim or downtrodden in any way that she can. And this is another episode of that. Uh, the point is that janitor, if, if you, if you had to give um, her dad a label for like a career label for the bulk of his life, janitor in no way would apply. He was a salesman. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you got to cash in on the victim bucks. Elizabeth Warren. We'll see if she mentions this any further, and I can't wait to see what new lies she invents in 2020. This article in Bloomberg was pretty interesting because, of course, Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders both love to rip on Amazon, the company, and Jeff Bezos, the guy behind it. Uh, They're frequent targets of Warren and Sanders and a lot of politicians because of the tax issue. Amazon pays nothing in taxes. They love to go after that, and they love to go after Jeff Bezos because he's an evil wine cave billionaire. Well, there's an analysis done by Bloomberg, and it turns out that uh, they, they looked at how much each campaign spends at Amazon, and Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren were the top two, and it's not even really close. They spent a combined about $400,000 on Amazon in just the third, uh, just the first three quarters of 2019. Not even That's not even the yearly total. And to be fair, uh, Trump, who also loves to rip Jeff Bezos because of the uh, the Washington Post connection. He's also spending at Amazon. The campaign is $37,000, though, compared to Elizabeth Warren's $151,000 and Bernie Sanders, $233,000. So it, it is pretty interesting that they they love to rip. They love to tear down. But when it yeah. comes down to it, getting, you know, inexpensive shit shipped straight to your house in two days is pretty sweet. It's kind of undeniable. Yeah. Guilty, though. I'm guilty. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, am I, a, I, as far as the taxation issue, I'm never going to fault anybody who maximizes their tax benefits because that's just the way the structure is. But I think you Amazon know, is an evil company that runs its workers into the ground. I reject I so much of what they are and what they're doing. Yet I'm like, ooh, I need a new cheese grater, and it's too cold to go outside. One day delivery, and I. That's I do the all other that. side of it. Is the innovation has made your life fantastically better. It's made it easier. Yes. But is that the same thing as better? Yes, because if it wasn't, you wouldn't be shopping at Amazon. No, the, it's, point- the impetus is laziness. 
Right. So it's much easier for you. Having to go <laughs> out and do it would make me invest in community and I would have to interact with people in the community more. Well, also. whose fault is that though? That's like mine. Yeah, exactly. Clearly. Exactly. I'm just saying uh, that, you know, we're all kind of falling no, I mean, victims. I'm not, gonna, I'm not here to like say Amazon is a perfect company. Jeff Bezos is a God. The point is like, I just take this as perfectly emblematic of these people who love to tear everyone else down as evil people. Oh, you're so awful. I mean, just, I I guarantee you they're also having their own private wine cave dinners too. These are the same people who are trying to persuade you that rich people are inherently evil. Meanwhile, they have taken your money by force to make themselves rich, but they're moral heroes. It's another middle class take. What is a wine cave? I don't even know. What is a wine cave? I, I had not know. actually heard the term until this because I'm not a big wine person, but my understanding is it's basically just a wine cellar. So you got your barrels of wine. You go down in there and you have wine. So it's not, a, it's not an actual cave. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's like a, you know, a basement. Like okay. in the same way, a man cave is not an actual cave. Maybe oh. some of them are actual caves. Because in my mind, they were like drinking wine in a, a swanky cave. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Uh, you got to go check them out in, uh, in Napa Valley in California. See if they're legit or not. All right. Uh, it's that time of the week. Check in with a little hoax hate. And now the nobody saw it happen, but it's totally a product of Trump's America hoax hate crime of the week. Ah, shit. It's backwards. Well, I'm trying to get the image nice and large on the screen for you. A, uh, of course, wrongly drawn swastika was found spray painted over a mural of pop star Tina Turner in Asheville, North Carolina. This is at a business called Static Age Records. The alleged vandalism happened after the store closed on the evening of the 23rd on Monday. That would be employees. I love this line in the... uh, in the article employees alerted uh the Asheville police department and the southern poverty law center so they oh, got really? some, yeah. they alerted them they got them on speed dial i guess says the owner josh mcswain this is a widely inclusive safe space hate speech will get you out the door so don't try hate speech at static age records and he also says occasionally some weird supremacist will rear their head around here he said of the Asheville area, not sure how organized this act was, perhaps more organized than I'd like to think about. On Thursday, McSwain painted over the swastika in black paint. You scroll down here and you see the business also has a sign on, I guess, this garage door here. It says, in our America, all people are equal. Love wins. Black lives matter. Immigrants are refugees. Immigrants and refugees are welcome. Disabilities are respected. Women are in charge of their bodies. People and planet are valued over profit and diversity is celebrated. I can't believe such a place would be targeted with a mostly harmless bullshit spray paint attack that shock of shocks is working out in their favor because of a GoFundMe account posted by owner Jesse McSwain himself, (laughs) who says he now needs a new mural on the front of his business. Wow. Wow. What a silver lining. How odd. What a twist. $2,000 raised because of this shitty, hasty, dumb, broken swastika done in about two seconds with red spray paint. Now he needs, well, to be fair, he only put an $800 goal and the generous community has offered $2,000 plus. But this is not an $800 problem, even if it was real. Yeah. It's not $800 to fix. 
I don't know what the value of the art. Maybe it is. The point is you can, you can clean that up for less. This is now cashing in. <laughs> sure, I'll happily take that money. We'll have some sweet artwork later. I can't believe it. Uh, and the, the, the other thing I find um, distasteful about this is that the Asheville Police Department has no suspect identified. He has no suspect identified. Maybe try some security cameras on your property. Maybe that would be a good investment for this GoFundMe money instead of new art. Right, really. But I look forward, Jesse, to when they find the perpetrator. I I look forward to finding the true vandal. Maybe OJ can help you. (laughs) This, This is, I can't believe, listen, I'll eat my words when they show me who did it and they prove it. Yeah. But I can't believe how we've done, how many episodes of this and it still works. People still cash in on this. This is the oldest trick in the book and it's still generating lots of money for people. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I, do you have more to say? I mean, that's what these people get for donating to it. Like, look at what a good person I am. I donated $25. Yeah. You can scroll down. You can see all that stuff. Thanks for being such a beautiful and welcoming space in the community. Oof. Fuck Nazis. Racism has no place here. Ain't no time to hate. Like, okay. Ain't no, no time to hate. Cool. Good for you guys. I mentioned some cringe to close. I don't actually have video. I kind of wish I did. So I can't surprise you with a video like I usually would. But if you have the link handy, click this. And I will read the headline to you in the meantime. This in the UK's mirror. Uh, Transgender man gives birth to non-binary partners. I saw this already. Okay. So I'll just, if people didn't see the headline, transgender man gives birth to non-binary partner's baby with female sperm donor. It was promoted the same way on Twitter. I don't understand. Okay. So translation for those of us who are biologically inclined. Uh, this is my alternative headline. Lesbian chick who takes testosterone gives birth to baby she got from some weird tranny sperm donor. That's still super confusing. The non-binary partner is actually irrelevant to the biology of this, but for the fact that the non-binary partner will be one of the parents. But that's why I don't understand why they say gives birth to non-binary partner's baby. The non-binary person is... So the transgender man is the one that got pregnant. Yes. So Pre-op, post-hormone, though. So I'll, I'll run you through the facts here. The couple you see on your screen on the left is Reuben Sharp, who is a 39-year-old biological female. This is the mom. This is the person who gave birth. The mom who gave birth. Biological female who transitioned to male 12 years Wait, ago. on the right? No, that's the non-binary partner on the right. But are you looking at the photo where the one is in the orange hoodie? I'm watching a video. Oh, okay. Scroll down and look at the photo of the one where the person on the right is in the orange hoodie. Oh, that's the... That's the non-binary partner. The one on the left is the mom. What? So mom transitioned to male 12 years ago, stopped taking testosterone six years ago to have a, to have a child. (laughs) This person, Ruben faced endless tests on his hormone levels and fertility. And at one point, a friend offered to carry the baby for him, for her. If she was unable to, then Ruben got, it's so impossible to read. Then Ruben got her first break. She explains, I woke up the next morning and my period had started for the first time in six years. So this man got a period for the first time in six years is how the article reads. Quote, it was such a relief. It's weird, but I knew it was the start of something I wanted badly. Now, Jay, her partner on the right, is 
non-binary, but is a biological female, hence the need for a sperm donor. So they can't have a baby together because it's just two chicks. So the sperm donor is an unrelated transgender person. They, (laughs) according to the story, they literally just messaged a tranny on Facebook and said, hey, can we have some of that? And the tranny said, sure. (laughs) They picked out a person specifically. So the third person was a male to female, obviously. Correct. And said, can we have some of that seed? And they just picked out someone on Facebook and the person said, sure, here you go. And it was turkey basted into this weird lady with a beard. Okay, the, the other thing about this, then they, and by the way, they picked the donor specifically because this person was transgender. Like they wanted a transgender dad for the child. The article, as far as I read, I read through this a couple times, I don't see a mention of the baby's sex or gender. And I think that's deliberate. The baby is named Jamie, unfortunately has a gender neutral or, a, you know, a name that could apply to both genders. And of course, the couple the couple plans to marry next year and does not plan to take on traditional mom and dad uh, roles. I would say, hopefully, the lawyer, who uh, you know, of course, in the future will defend Desmond after he kills his mom, can help out this poor kid immediately thereafter. I don't. I. I don't. I. I don't have anything to say. I mean, what. This one was actually difficult to follow. Like I had to sit down and keep the characters straight. And part of it is the article. If you guys go read it, it uses the pronouns they want you to use <laughs> so, as opposed to the biologically accurate pronouns. So it gets very confusing and you start reading sentences like he had his period and she gave her sperm. Those sorts of sentences. I mean, I think that we've reached a limit where like CPS should be getting involved in these things. I saw a lot of comments saying, saying much the same. Um, In Sweden, they'll take your kid for homeschooling, but like this shit, this is in the UK, right? This is, uh, I I believe, yeah, I believe so. I'm not actually sure the specific location. I should have looked that up. This is, Uh, but it says Britain's most, so crazy. Britain's most modern family. So somewhere in Britain, but I don't know where specifically. I want off this ride. Well, it can only it's they're going to have to up the ante from here. They're going to try to get weird. Uh, they're going to have to get weirder somehow. Like, you know, who listen. can solve this problem? Huh? This is a job for Muslims. <laughs> they're already they're working on it, as we've seen this sentence here. Yeah, and well, Allahu Akbar. I, I don't know what to say. And while a handful of other UK men have fallen pregnant after transitioning from a woman, Ruben and Jay are among the first couples to speak out about their remarkable journey. No UK, UK men have fallen pregnant. Not one, but we're going to go with this. Okay. Uh, that's all I got. You want to check in with super chat? I'll, I'll go say hi to our D live people. I'm going to open up the treasure chest over there, guys. So if you're hanging out on D live still, uh, we'll get that going for you. What's in store for that kid? I don't know. I don't want to see, I, I, I don't see how like if, if you, we talk about, you know, state involvement, CPS involvement, all this, All I can say is the thing that bothers me most about this is not gender. It's not that they're weirdos. They clearly are weirdos. The point of parenthood is to guide your child and help them make sense of the world. Your number one job is to bring a new life into this world, a life that has no knowledge of what the world around it 
does or means no way to interpret it and your job is to be their guide your job is to be their navigator and explain to them what all the weird stuff they see in the world is and how to make sense of it the minute you start erasing the distinctions between men and women and pretend there's no such difference and it's all just made up how is this child possibly going to navigate the world outside of his or her home successfully when they've been brought up in a world of total made-up fantasy nonsense i know I really feel bad for that kid. Me too. Oh my God. Is my face stuck like this? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, that, I got, that's, I, got I mean, Tucker face on. to be clear on why, why that sort of thing bothers me. It's not just that you're a weirdo. It's like, you're going to fail in your number one job as parent is it's to make sense of the world. And once yeah. we all agree, or once we all accept the premise that like, there is no such thing as objective reality. It's all what you feel and it's all what you make up. Okay, well, you're going to raise children who have no idea how to make sense of anything, and it's going to be basically impossible for them to navigate this world successfully. Right, and, and how do you damn expect fault. your kids to take anything you say seriously when there are no earthly boundaries or moral boundaries? Yeah. Like, they're going to, if you're teaching your kid to exist in a postmodernist society, like, I don't know what these parents are fucking thinking. They're going to look at their parents and be like, well, why should I listen to anything you have to say? What authority are you? Yeah, it's all made up. So who cares anyway? That's why you got to teach your kids to love God. So when they start hating you, they still have a higher moral value. It'll happen. I can't believe it, man. These people are going to, they're going to push me straight into the church uh, faster than I could ever believe. (laughs) It really is unreal, but uh, it's, it's been a hell of a decade, man. Uh, I wish if you could have showed me some of this stuff when I was a bright eyed early twenties person in 2010, I don't think I would have believed it. Where's Greta Thunberg with this? You've stolen my childhood. <laughs> yeah, how dare you? How dare you to these parents, for sure. I know, right? Azure. I mean, imagine... Um, last thing, just imagine... Okay, you think about children who are adopted or children who maybe their dad dies at a young age or something that bad, is bad that happens to them that they have to realize as they come of age. You always think of how to navigate those discussions as parents and how that, that child would have that realization. Imagine this kid in... 12, 12 years time, 15 years time, sitting down and realizing we're seeing this article and being like, you went on Facebook specifically to find a transgender person to become my father solely because uh, yeah. of that. That's why you didn't pick like the best dad. You just picked a transgender person because reasons why? Like just imagine having that realization, how weird it would be. Yeah. I mean, think about this. We've gone from a society at least in the UK that had like houses for unwed mothers where they would go in shame to have their babies. Was that a thing? Really? To this in, uh. in 70 years. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. If you, this is why uh, people used to be, have like a much older sibling, but really what would happen is the girl would give birth at 16 and then, hmm. Yeah. The mom would raise the child as her own. Sure. That I've was happening all things. the time. Yeah. Yeah. Because we used to hide our shame. Hide our shame. Bring back shame. I mean, it, I, I as we often have debates among ourselves between those who are who want more state authority and power and those who don't. Can we at least bring back shame? On that, we can all agree. And this is coming from like a former degenerate. You know, like <laughs> shame, it, it, it does work in society. Like fearing yeah, what course. people are going to think about you uh, yeah. definitely has a role in society. Yeah, I'm not saying bang down anyone's door, but um, we should have another way to think about it is like 
proper and healthy social ideals. Yeah. You know, like think like I go to the store and I see magazines. I don't want to see like morbid obesity because that's not a proper and healthy ideal. I do want to see people who have sculpted, chiseled bodies and, and you know, you get what I mean. Because you're I see, super gay. Is that oh, I, 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 I <laughs> can't realize that one's going to be taken out of context as soon as I say it. But you get what I mean. What I'm saying is like women say, oh, I want to see normal women. Well, why? Like in the same way, you, you want to see a standard of like, of perfection, whether it's male or female, that like but is very difficult to I achieve. I understand that perspective from women too. Like I also want to see normal women, but like in the way that I watch a movie from the fifties or something, and I'm like, wow, all these women look so normal. Like I want to see normal, good looking people. Normal now mm. is just like fatties. That's a societal problem. Yeah. Healthy ideals. Healthy, appropriate ideals. We really lost that. It does, you don't have to go like wave your finger at someone and say, shape up or else. It's just like we should all, we should uphold healthy and proper ideals. Anyway, I've talked myself in a circle on this one. And somehow I've come around to talking about how I should appreciate, what I don't know, guys on magazines or something. Let's, let's, let's close it out. I that's feel a proper, like this is on you. That's a proper way to close out 2019. Yeah, really? Yeah. Um, oh my God, my back. All right. Uh, Azur Symbiote, are you terrified of India becoming a superpower in 2020 in only two days? Happy New Year, and don't worry, this is $10. You know, I never worry about that because it's such an impoverished con- country. And their average IQ is only 85, which is not super high. You know what I just realized, too? Accidentally had the Christmas Santa hats on this whole stream. Oh, no. That's my fault. Well, at least on the mainframe. Anyway, hope you enjoyed um, the accidental Santa hats. They're gone now. Yeah. I totally forgot what I was saying. Oh my god! Sorry, I got it's distracted not your fault. by the hats. It's my brain. You know, you lose fifteen percent of the gray matter in your brain when you're pregnant. I'm just retarded now. I I'm retarded. It's really bad. Kevin Flanagan, your chat are all fifty IQ. Mail order brides are based and reinforced that women are property. The only problem is the bride part. Um. Well, I really don't agree <laughs> with any of that. Fair enough. Call Thank me a you, feminist, Kevin. but I still think that marriage has to be consensual. I knew you, there are some things you still cuck on. I can't believe it. What the female orgasm, the female orgasm <laughs> and that women should uh, choose their spouses. Yeah, I cuck, cucked hard, but I, I'm yeah. good on 19. So yeah. Zach Coggin, you're the cuck. You'll you'll drag me along someday. Um, Zach Coggins. Nothing beats drinking a Long Island iced tea with my favorite podcast duo. Full shots, including the tequila. Otherwise, what's the point? I hope you guys had as good a year as I did. Here's hoping 2020 will be even better. I remember in college, thank you for that, Zach, getting so drunk off of Long Island iced teas because they, they just taste like there's no booze in them. I don't know if I've ever had one. I'm not an iced tea person, so that's probably why. It has but, like uh, 12 different kinds of alcohol in it. But thank you uh, and all the best and Happy New Year. Much appreciated. Uh, Josh Frost. Matt and I once made love. There's no punchline. I'm just bragging. Enjoyed the show this past year and looking forward to watching it this next year. Also, shout out to my boys, James McSee and what did I just say? I think that one's, I think he's just actually giving a shout out to his friends. I don't nope, think that's a setup. Nope, because the next one the is Nick Gers. Oh. Yeah, I don't know the first one. He's being clever, but thank you. Happy New Year. Josh Frost, we're watching you. <laughs> uh, Tyler Hummel, 
I watched my first Hallmark movie on Christmas before Salon slandered them, and they're kind of based, honestly, basically an entire channel of family values, conservative values, and blondes disease. We can't call it blondes disease anymore. It's a real thing. Why can't we call it that? Because it's cured. I guess it, it's, yeah. I well, guess I, the... I do have the cure for my own disease, don't I? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, just because you may no longer suffer from it. I don't know. In theory. It's <laughs> arguably worsened, but you know. <laughs> Yeah. No, the neuroses is worse, yeah. but the fear of not being able to have a baby is cured. <laughs> For now. Tyler Hummel, I watched my first... Oh, I just read that one. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well. Our son, INV, the governor of Nevada admitted recently that he had zero clue about what an assault rifle is, even though he ran on banning them. I think that that's, probably, that's probably true of a lot of politicians. Oh, 100%. At least he admitted it. Late is better than never. But yeah, uh, if you if you are advocating banning something that you can't define, go back to the drawing board. Yeah, for real. Um, Richard Enormous, you guys think Massad will order any hits <laughs> like after the <laughs> Munich Olympics? I don't know. We'll see. I uh, don't know. Yukon Don can't catch the whole show live. So here's a few shekels and a wish for a very happy new year. All the very best in the coming year to you and the whole community. Well, thanks. You as well. Community was in quotations. Yeah. Uh, alleged community yeah yeah um kima with family for new year so can't watch the show live tonight wishing y'all a happy new year and see you next decade i know weird right happy um, new year. nala black who had a tool reference that i didn't get last week uh, sadly mm. matt and i made love at a tool show he he had me put my stink fist in his undertow i told him to hush and lick the sweat from the back of his neck as i released my tempest great story into compelling his and rich those are all tool songs yeah i don't even know the the reference because i'm not a not a tool guy you are but. a big tool though yeah it's take take whatever yeah. joke opportunity you want there that was weak i'm sorry <laughs> it's because i'm a woman and i'm just not very funny eh, we're almost two hours into the show an hour 20 close enough close oh, enough for holiday show. time kevin flanagan lol when a bunch of 75 iq types notice you're up to no good the jig is up. I don't even know what he's referencing, but he's 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 on the IQ measurements tonight. I don't know. Uh, Raymond Jones, Matt and I once made love. He shot at me and hit me right between the eyes. Great accuracy, but his response was a bit too quick. <laughs> Gay. Fair enough. Thank you. Gary Pastor Chick, Pastor Cheek, Pastor. I'm sorry, Gary. Thanks for another year of sanity and congrats, Blonde. Thank you, Gary. Nobody. The Rise of Skywalker is the most based and anti-Semitic movie of all time. You should see it. <laughs> Chad Arian Sith, the Virgin Chosen Jedi. No idea how that got through production, but it's awesome. I heard there's like a super gay kiss at the end. Uh, well, which kiss are you talking about without spoiling? I didn't see it because... There's a kiss between key characters that people could probably see coming from a mile away. I hate to sort of spoil it for you but yes there's a there's a lesbian kiss among characters they're not even characters it's like a background lesbian kiss that's i was worried because they had said there were going to be lgbtq characters in the yeah. movie but that was not a plot point at all but for like a one second lesbian kiss scene that meant nothing at the end Flippity blue. Hey guys, I've dipped out of politics for a while but present tonight did i hear blonde say baby figures i disappear and she gets knocked up Finally. Congrats, Blonde. Yes. No Blonde's disease for you. Yes, I am indeed with child. It is a little girl. And I think I'm going to name her Diana, but I don't know. Hmm. We'll see. Radical 2011. 
Those who want to fight, let them fight. And those who do not want to fight in this world of eternal struggle do not deserve to live. Do not deserve to live. Ominous. Hmm. Big LC from the comment section. Incoming New York Times article, white man shoots 13 in Chicago and mass shooting. <laughs> Hope you all had a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, all three of I them. mean, it, it could be that Chicago mass shooting, they haven't, I don't think they've identified definitively the shooters because there are plural that are that they're looking for so that story could develop further but i do i, I did find it interesting that there's that, 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 that the shooting in chicago we didn't even talk about tonight but it would be the fifth largest mass shooting of the year it's just crickets nobody cares yeah. chicago just doesn't count nope um john woodruff Hey, Blonde Mama, my daughter told me I'll be a grandpa around July 25th. Just sending wow. grandpa love to both little ones and hope the kid stops kicking mama soon. Oh, yeah. Well, congrats. congrats. That's exciting. Congrats. That's so cool. That is a, a, exactly a month after my due date. And I'm not getting kicked in the back. What happens when you're pregnant is the back of your pelvis starts to spread out. And so I'm having some really bad joint pain. Don't play that mm. sounder. Uh, which one should I not play? Great story, compelling and rich. You no. were thinking about Great it, story. No, I was, I was opening rich. Streamlabs, actually. Oh, very good. Mellow E, I just watched Midsummer. Don't trust the Swedes or the Shapiros of the world to a healthy, happy, and fun new year all. I don't I don't know what you Leave mean. Ben alone. Leave, leave Ben Shapiro alone. <laughs> Shouting from the cheap seats. Twitter, like YouTube, ban the alleged whistleblower's name. Hey, Jack and Susan WikiWiki, heard of the Streisand effect. This is stressing me out. Erica, read a poem by Renee Char to put me in a state of relaxation. Mm. Uh, Nicola, Nicolia Craft. Didn't have to go to work today because of a whiteout blizzard here in North Dakota. Global warming wow. allowed me to watch this live stream. Hopefully Russia doesn't shut off my heat. <laughs> well, best of luck and happy new year. And thanks for tuning in through the blizzard. Uh, snow must have missed here, man. It hasn't snowed for yeah, a while. Yeah, there's some snow here, but not too much. Uh, Boogeyman917, happy new year to my favorite white male and my favorite white female, too. Thanks for another year of quality material. Oh, Cheers. well, thanks. thanks happy new year. Jason takes Takes happy new years, you beautiful bastards. Except we hate, um, oh my God, what's that guy's name? Philly D. There it is. Yeah. Um, I forgot about him. Well, yeah, I mean, I was never a big Philly D guy either, but I gave him a fair shake. The thing that Philly D really lost me on was he jumped on the bandwagon against the Covington kids, calling the footage despicable, da 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 da. And it's just yeah, like, what a pussy. That that one really bugged me because yeah. you had to spend like ten minutes looking into it, even when it was breaking, to realize like they didn't do anything. And then more information came out, and you really knew they didn't do anything. But even in the initial yeah. footage, it's like they're just standing there. <laughs> What is this? Kevin, uh, no. Uh-oh. First son of man, did you get anything good for Christmas? Um, uh, I didn't actually exchange presents. My husband got me a really nice maternity pillow. I got uh, some really... My uh, my parents got me a really cool GPS unit nice. uh, for, for wilderness backcountry use. And it was... The other cool thing about Christmas is my parents have never had a, a nice TV set up. So I got them, you know, a nice big wall-mounted smart TV. So maybe oh. they're even watching the stream on it right now, which would be wow. very cool. But uh, but yeah, that was fun. It's um, so I think as you, you know, as you get older, it's it's you can appreciate giving more, and it's really fun to. I don't know. I like I like giving gifts as much as I like receiving them. Which is you know, when you're a kid, it's all about yeah, give me, give me, about give me. your about your cash, about your stash. You know, do they still watch every week? 
I think they do. Yeah, pretty much every minute. So cool. My parents so. lost interest. They're disappointed in me. Oh well, maybe maybe it was me. I don't know. Who knows? No, they. My mom. You cocked. You're <laughs> well, if you cocked, then I certainly did. Oh yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure she hates both of us. Yeah. Uh, Jet Jones. If GOP lose Texas, then America will lose too. Also, Republicans won't be able to win the Senate, ensuring radical leftist Supreme Court judges. Texas is the foundation of the national GOP. Hashtag immigration. It's a real problem. We'll see. We'll see how I would be shocked if election results sway this time around. John Cornyn's up, right, for Senate, in Uh addition to Trump, obviously. But uh, I'd be shocked if we're in immediate danger. But, I mean, Beto was competitive. Let's not forget. So we'll see how this goes. Okay, Kevin. Maybe it's just me, but I'm more worried about Fields getting 500 years because a ham planet had a heart attack near his car while he fled armed terrorists than any potential mental illness. I'm going to defer to the medical examiner unless the medical examiner was bought off by some nefarious forces. It was in, well, I actually think it was in the interview with the mom. Yeah, there's there's footage of the mom saying heart attack like at right around the time. The other thing is they're not necessarily mutually exclusive. Like trauma and heart attack can happen simultaneously. Yeah. But, but as far as I've seen, the official medical conclusion is blunt trauma. Mm. To which part of her body? To her head? All of it, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Mm. I, that, I, that's, that's what the, the medical people say. A dime short, as always, you guys are awesome. Hope y'all had a great holiday week. We did. It's still happening. Dustin says, grats on the girl blonde. We also had a baby on October 3rd. Won't be watching live due to her. And Matt, I ordered the Cybertruck based on stats, not the look, which I admit grows on me every time I see it. I don't know what that means. Uh, Cybertruck? I actually don't know the reference either. Unless uh, maybe, maybe it's over my head for the moment. Sorry. But, uh, but happy congratulations and happy new year. Please me tell. I need to see what this means. I pr- uh, it's probably something I should know, or I will know immediately. What did you, what was the it called? Don Zilio show says Felice Natal bitches. Uh, Sean Thornton, a lot of black. Oh, are we talking the Tesla Cybertruck? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so he's saying he ordered one of those. That's <laughs> sweet. If he did, I guess so. Anyway. Yeah, it must be. Yeah. Yeah. A Felice Natal. That's what I don't know what that means. I, uh, but thank you. Do you know what that means? Uh, must be Happy New Year in... Oh, is it just Merry Christmas? That's Felice Navidad. Oh. I'm guessing that's Happy New Year or Happy Natal. I don't remember Spanish or anything anymore. That's, I'm guessing that's either New Year or Natal would be related to baby. So maybe it's Happy Birth or Happy Baby. My brain. Something like that. I can look Shauna it Thornton. Oh, it means happy pregnancy. Wow, yeah, you're you right. Go. I am so stupid. Uh, a lot of people that aren't BHIs, Black Hebrew um, Israelites, don't like Jews. I speculate that it has something to do with gentrification, but that's just, that's just a guess. I mean, perhaps. Hmm. Yeah, perhaps. Uh, shining from the cheap seats. Hope everyone has had time to enjoy the Hallmark Channel during the holidays. Also, Kevin Spacey's <laughs> accusers didn't kill themselves. I guess that's the next uh, one. I don't have a cable subscription, but if I did, I probably would have checked out some of these wholesome productions over on the Hallmark channel. I, I guess they're good. Me too. Yeah. Uh, Dems are never going to police their voting base. New York is a shithole. 
South side of Chicago, Tim Poole even moved away. Just saying Tim Poole lived in the South side of Chicago. I knew he was from Chicago or lived in Chicago for a while. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. He never did develop that street cred. Did he? (laughs) Must've left too early. I guess. I don't know. Uh, Skip Mayfield. He was probably the one guy in South Chicago without a gun. Tim Poole. (laughs) Although he was talking like he was going to get one. I I wonder if he ever did. He definitely should. Hmm. Uh, Skip Mayfield. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to the both of you. Congrats on the baby blonde. May your new year be full of hoax hate crimes and have less <laughs> actual hate crimes. Agreed. Happy new year. Kevin Flanagan says WTF. I love blacks now. Well, yeah. Well, the, the one tweet was uh, about uniting against the common enemy. It sounds like Kevin Flanagan is having similar thoughts in a different direction, which yeah. I disavow. Benjamin Flensborg. I'm sorry. I said it like that. Benjamin, my instinct is just to be a bitch. It just comes out naturally sometimes. <laughs> Happy New Year from Denmark and Schnees Nejar for blonde in German. I don't know what that means. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know German. Thank you, Benjamin. I'm sorry. It's Happy like New I Year. Mocking your name. I hope I hope I can go to Denmark someday. It was on yeah. the short list. Somebody got their message deleted between downskated and a little Boy Scout. I apologize. Well, enjoy Planned Parenthood. Yeah, really. Good luck in the New Year. Shauna Thornton says, "Shut up, Robert Francis. No one likes you." <laughs> downskated yeah. says. Active self-protection channels did a great breakdown and lesson uh, to learn from the church shooting. Sadly, people need to to learn to be much faster on the draw. 1.2 seconds from draw to shoot is needed. Damn, that's really fast. Yeah, that's. Uh, I know that I'm certainly not that fast. There's no way that I could that I can't do what that guy did in a totally calm environment, let alone like in a stressful adrenaline rush. So you know, good for that guy. I I hope that everybody, myself included, can train to get. Uh, to become as prepared and, and proficient as that guy was. Little Boy Scout says, Matt, I bought an AR-15 on Friday. Where's the best place to learn about my future murder machine? Also, Blonde, <laughs> may I suggest the name Sonia? Um, I've never heard of a prostitute stripper called that. I have. Uh, what I would suggest if I was starting over, the, the thing I learned the most about AR-15 function and uh, just general use was actually from putting them together from parts kits. So... Some of that is banned on YouTube now, but you can still find uh, people posting them on other websites. There are a lot of great gun YouTubers uh, who who have a ton of useful uh, material, even if it's not on YouTube, in terms of assembly. And that's good for you to know how to how they op like how they actually work mechanically, and then how to maintain them in terms of how to clean them, how to lubricate them, and all that. And then you actually have the knowledge of how to assemble one if you ever had to in the future. So just watch general like breakdown and assembly videos. And uh, if I was starting over fresh, I would have done that. I, 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 I assume you bought one off the shelf, and that's what I did, too. I was like, let's go to the store and buy one, whatever. Um, the next step is learning the, the, the mechanics of it, the pieces of it, and putting it together and taking it apart and taking care of it. Kevin yeah, Flanagan, the most unbelievable part of the Spacey story isn't that a third victim offered themselves. It's the scan- that a Scando rejected sodomy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll it. give you that one. I'll that give was you- good. Listen, us snow apes are a proud people, but when you got us, you got us, okay? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Okay, hold on. Sorry, while you're looking, I'm looking over on Streamlabs and I see a new nominee for best username. What is up it? Up there in the top top ten for sure. Blumpkin Spice Latte. Is that a new <laughs> one? Have I said that before? <laughs> I'll, I'll get to your message later. I just wanted to acknowledge Blumpkin Spice Latte. 
And if you don't know what that is, look it up. I'm not going to tell you. Don't Google Blumpkin. Wait. Certainly mom and dad, please don't. It is the same. We've talked about this before. It is the same thing as a hot Carl, right? No, 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 no. We've definitely talked about this before. No, it's not. Why can I not remember ever? Uh, you can Google it. Uh, Fat Hooligan, much respect for the Texas church hero. We need more people like that. And Matt, I enjoyed your interview with the Gun Collective. Everyone should check it out. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Speaking of good uh, gun channels, that's a great one to uh, to look at. As far as I consume their content, that's more like... Um, like industry news and stuff like new guns that are coming out product reviews. You probably won't find much over there in terms of like assembly and maintenance stuff, but it's still a very useful uh, resource. And, and those guys do awesome work and uh, they were very friendly and kind to me. So hopefully we can work together in the future. Uh, Nicolia craft matter blonde. Have you ever seen the men who stare at goats? I have not. Mm. I get the feeling Spacey wasn't actually playing a character in that movie. I kind of got I- that with Frank Underwood. I was like, Ugh. it's just him with a Southern accent, yeah. basically. Yeah. Uh, Rainier Chan. Hi guys. Long time. No chat. No story for my sis this time. Just letting you know, it's been two fun years since I started listening to you in the beta. Wish you a happy new year. Thank you well, so much. Happy new year. And thanks for sticking around that long. That's he also, said, I don't know I how know. you did it. <laughs> I don't know either. Yeah. Wine caves are actual caves in a mountain where wine is stored with natural cooling and very limited evaporation. Being invited to a wine cave party, the sign of Silicon Valley tech mogul support. Ah, are, right. Do they have to be though? I or is no it idea. just that some are, I thought they were like, like they're actual natural caves. Or are we talking like you excavated and you built something? Maybe um, I'm confused. I'll, I'll Google. Nicolia craft, crazy theory after you Google Blumkin, um, outdated <laughs> mural, a mural makes it crazy theory. Outdated mural makes it hard to get younger generations into buy records and junk so you can come up with a way to fund a new one of Ariana Grande or some black rapper who will no doubt die tragically next year. <laughs> so wine caves are subterranean structures for the storing and aging of wine. The design and construction of wine caves represents a unique application of underground construction techniques. That implies to me that they're, they're built, you know, they're not, I guess you could build it in an actual cave, but it's not necessary. Ooh, Trent Wooten. Looking forward to another year of your diligent coverage of the hilarity we call modern times. Happy New Year from the liberal hell known as San Francisco. Cheers. Oh, sorry. Wow. Trent. Well, watch out for the poop and the syringes. And thanks for, for tuning in. Seagram's gin. Amazon pays all sorts of local and federal taxes. It did not pay income tax because of tax credits that require desirable behaviors. Hmm. Amazon has paid tax in the past and hasn't evaded taxes. Yeah, that's. I, I don't particularly care about that. I'm just more talking about like the ethics of the company. Yeah, I'd have to see the specifics on that. I've always sort of thought that headline level claim was probably not completely accurate. So thanks for the clarification because usually there's more details than what they tell you. Shauna Thornton says, I don't know if this is good or bad, but England has a lot of cliffs. <laughs> <laughs> well, those cliffs are going to be put to use, I guess. Not by any, I, again, I'm, let's put it this way. In California, the cliffs were put to voluntary use for the, well, not for the kids. Wasn't it in Oregon? It was in California. Well, they, they lived in Oregon for a period of time. Mm. But they, the cliff was in Northern California. It was outside of like, um, like Mendocino and stuff. As We've I gotten recall. a lot of fodder for, from like very tragic circumstances. Yeah, I don't know. Are I mean, we going some, to burn in hell? I, I would assume so. But Ooh. you probably have a better chance than I do. You're, you're going to confessional and stuff. Yeah, but... 
God probably looks at us and is like, like decides based on the people that we were, in which case mm -hmm. I think you probably have a better shot. Well, we'll find out. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll see if we sync it up, right. Then we can visit St. Peter ourselves and see if we get in. <laughs> yeah, we're going to burn. All right. I'm sorry, God. Uh, Matthew Sturgis, Happy New Year. Buckle up. 2020 looks to be dialing up the insanity in a big way. I'm looking forward to hearing you guys break if break it all down. Sorry, dude. It's going to be uh, a fun year. Take care sure. and stay safe this New Year's. Yeah, it's going to be well. really weird. I'm going to get pretty fat in front of everybody, so there's going to be that. Take your screenshots week by week and make it. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going to have a full Allie Stucky pregnancy, I can already tell. <laughs> that was rude. What? She gained like 70 pounds. I, I can't do that. I can't do it. What? I am not commenting. Women gain a lot of weight during pregnancy. It's, it's very easy for it to happen. Like my first trimester, I gained, you're not supposed to gain any weight. And I definitely gained five pounds hmm. at least. It's going to be a real struggle not to get fat. Kevin Flanagan. Only Muslims can solve this sodomite stuff. Brond. Sure. This trans story maybe proves society is gone. But at least, but at least we're not speaking German. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, blonde, in blonde world, in blonde's world, it's if only we were speaking German. Uh, I have never said that <laughs> in any context. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just making sure my husband's not listening. Why? Because I don't think he watches the show, and so I say whatever I want. <laughs> but like, I remember he got really mad at me about I when I posted that video of the, uh, the civic nationalist video. Hmm. Um, so I probably should stop saying stuff like that. Well, you're going to have, uh, male enforcement properly put upon you in the way that only you would appreciate. Yeah. I'm going to get patrolled hard. <laughs> All right. Keep going. Derek Finley. I can't believe the media isn't shitting on this evil straight white male who has the nerve to bring a baby into this world. It is. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. one angle. Um, under the, under the disguise of, um, social justice hierarchy virtue. Kelly, Kelly Fisher, no note. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, Stan with the good beard. Merry Christmas to my favorite people. 2019 was chaos, but I end the year with a promotion and having dropped over 50 pounds. That is oh, so wow. great, Stan. Good Congratulations. That's great to hear. Fat acceptance can, uh, people can get bent. Matt, you will love the gift I sent. Give it a try. Is it a huge <laughs> dildo? Actually, I probably would have preferred that to what he did. Send. What did he send? What he sent me was, um, well, it was very kind. Thanks for the thought. It was, uh, it's Bernie Sanders's book, an audio book narrated by Bernie Sanders. Like oh, as if you could God. stand reading the book, sit in the car and listen to him, his actual voice reading his book for, I don't know, seven or eight hours. No, I'm not going to listen to a second of it. Uh, as I recall, Stan also, do I want to mention this? It's going to invite other trolling Stan. I think if I'm, if I recall correctly, is the reason there's an Oprah magazine sent to my PO box every month <laughs> that I just throw in the garbage every time I get it. Uh, so, you know, Greta Thunberg looks down upon you for that one, Stan. Yeah. Also, at least this time you had the courtesy to do it digitally. Um, Fritz Leschenbrenner, Matt and Blonde, I just emailed you guys the ultimate hoax hate to Beauty and the Beta email. Look over hmm. and consider featuring it next week. It's golden. Okay. Okay. Kevin Flanagan, obesity and a heart attack can also happen simultaneously. You snow ape. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I can't deny there was a weight issue that, uh, on that we can agree. Um, Laurel says things are heating up in Virginia. What are your estimates on when something major will happen? I actually have no idea. 
So the there there have been a few other uh, developments in the story. I've kind of chosen to hold off until because right now it's it's just a lot of shit talking. It's like the yeah. shit talking before the street fight. But that's because the legislative session hasn't started yet. So the latest development was Ralph Northam has apparently upped his police enforcement budget, or they're they're basically stepping up police resources. Some speculate this is in, in anticipation of, uh, or it's it wasn't police resources. I think it was prison resources like detention center resources. I'm probably botching the story, but people are speculating this is to put bad gun owners in prison or whatever might happen. Uh, the legislative session starts in a few weeks time and then we'll get more clarity. Democrats have the numbers to pass basically whatever they want. And they have their KKK or blackface, take your pick governor who will probably sign whatever it is that they put forth. So yeah, I mean, right now it's just a lot of people saying what they'll do if this happens in a couple of weeks, we'll find out if it happens. And I'm sure we'll be talking about it then. Grim turd. <laughs> Labor Party loss in UK makes me hopeful for Trump 2020. 40 degrees here in Minnesota today. Love your hat. Thanks for all your videos. The best leaders do not desire power. It is thrust upon them. Hmm, that's an interesting quote. Sock puppet Joe. Thank folks you. Happy doing the Lord's work in calling out Joe Biden at his event in New Hampshire. Did that happen? What was the New Hampshire? That was the, wasn't that the one, the look fat? Uh, look fat. Oh, was that the one? Uh, I think that was New Hampshire, wasn't it? Where he was yelling at that guy, that Warren supporter about oh, yeah, the uh, about Hunter Biden Ukraine stuff. Two weeks ago or something. Yeah, it was two or three weeks ago. The uh, or no, was that no that that was Iowa? Because wasn't that on the No Malarkey tour? <laughs> I forget. I'm sure Joe Biden did something weird in New Hampshire too. Yeah. Uh, Jamie Clay, I was given a ticket to hell by my grandmother. I'll save you guys good seats. Happy New Year <laughs> and stuff. Well. I, do really worry about them. The there are definitely some cool people in hell. Probably, I'm not saying there aren't cool people in heaven either, but I don't know. It's probably some people to hang out with in hell too. So yeah, I slept through church this morning. Also, oh, so I'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> right. um, Danny Montana. Remember, guys, the most precious possession a person can have is their own people. The commandant sends regards. Happy New Year. P.S. Speaking German it doesn't seem like a bad trade-off now. <laughs> uh, this is the point I was yes yeah, point I was mentioning I'm so itchy um Lee, I think this is the last one Matt who does your video ending music on your single videos and what the hell are they saying it sounds like syphilis sassafras gums got me down is this accurate <laughs> it's music by my friend uh it's an old friend of mine his name is Josh you can find it linked in the description of all my videos if you want to check it out Shauna Thornton, don't worry, Matt. If Denmark ever goes to war with the U.S., can confirm our scandals are better than their scandals. So mm. at least you have that. But that's how we're going to end the show. Well, I have a few more over on Streamlabs. Oh. Uh, Cameron's getting spicy, but all right, whatever. Now's a good time to be banned by Susan as ever. For He says, for being as high IQ as some ethnic groups claim to be, they seem to forget a certain story involving a golem, yet through this whole ordeal. People always seem to blame Whitey for it. Bring back segregation to solve these issues. 2020 uh. is going to be crazy. Uh, disavow, but you know, you're entitled to Cameron. Cameron, thank you for supporting the show. Happy New Year. Blumpkin Spice Latte says, Great show, you guys. Please tell Blonde to, or great show, you goys, rather, since we're going full spice. Please tell Blonde to check her email. My wife is also due in late June. She'll be 15 weeks tomorrow. And she's trying to get a hold of you or been trying to get a hold of her since 1223. Finding someone else that's pregnant and practically minded is so difficult. Well, 
There you oh. go. Check your. So she's my same due date. I'm almost 15 weeks. Due in late June, so that's about the same time. I'm right? due June 27. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks for supporting the show. Happy New Year. John says, just wanted to drop in with Happy New Year. Also, this is the leftovers from all the zip guns I turned uh, that I turned in in the buyback. Ah, so this is what I was talking about earlier. Maybe he made a little, I don't know if he's, oh, no, it doesn't reference New Zealand. I don't know. For all I know, he's in New Zealand and he made some extra cash off the buyback or who knows. Best trip to the plumbing section of Lowe's I've ever had. If that story is true, well, I hope it's true. Actually, that's awesome. And anyway, Happy New Year. John Locke says, anyone remember Rick Santorum? Too bad this sort of response uh, to legislated moralism is only allowed in one direction these days. I'm late to the porn debate, but Urban Dictionary is his last for a laugh. I do remember uh, Rick Santorum. And I used to think Rick Santorum was a crazy person on CNN or wherever he'd be because he was the guy making the argument that gay marriage was going to lead to the exact sort of shit we just looked at. And I I'm thought, with you now, Rick Santorum. I thought, and I mocked lunacy. you so much. Yeah, no. as we talked about forever. I still, the, and I've had people email me and I appreciate their emails uh, and I can see where they're coming from. To me, I, it's, to me the, the logical consequence still isn't a, a rock solid case, but I can't deny that pretty good it's we've had one step come after the other for whatever reason i don't think that logically it's nece- that it necessitates that but it is what happened and um you know rick santorum was mar- warning about tranny dogs marrying each other and marrying people 10 years ago and he looked crazy now but look at him now rick santorum um i would it, it, we've gone so crazy i would vote for rick santorum over literally any democrat currently right? <laughs> and it's not close i can't believe i'm saying that I cannot believe I'm saying that, but this is where we're ending the decade. The The 2010 version of me is looking at the 2020 version of me like, what the hell? Have God, you gone crazy or has the world gone that no, crazy? No, in terms of, I mean, God cannot possibly want us to accept this. Uh, well, I don't know. We'll find out, I There's guess. There's no freaking way. There's no way. <laughs> Kim, no, no. Thanks for supporting the show. I do have to check in with DLive as well. We have a few more also. Okay. Um, crackhead culture says, Matt, I brought around three people to the right just recently by showing them your videos. Thanks for all you wow. do. Keep up the good work. Yeah. Well, thanks Keep for pushing them right until they get to the appropriate level of right wing. Yeah. I am the, the weed gateway drug of the, mm. the blonde Nazi world. I lead yeah. straight to Kevin, just like Becca Lewis won't credit me for. I know. Now get him hooked on the, on heroin, <laughs> yeah. send him over to black pigeon, uh, yeah. capitalism for the win. Would you eat caramel corn I send to the P.O. box? We need the Handmaid's Tale IRL. <laughs> and Hallmark <laughs> and wine gets me through the surprise cringe stuff, and I'm a 22-year-old guy. I don't know that I would eat anything that anybody I, sent me in the P.O. box. I, I got it. Oh, well, there's that angle, too. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't even think of that. People will be putting um, abortion drugs in caramel corn <laughs> sending it to me. Yeah. I think I've always been a little hesitant on really any consumable scent. But if you email me and you let me know ahead of time what to expect and what it is, we can probably arrange. It's just definitely don't just send it unmarked and be like, here, eat this. Cause like, nah, dude, <laughs> but, but email me and we can probably arrange. And I appreciate the offer. Assuming you're not trying yeah. to poison me. Thank you. I did eat that gross jerky though. What you got gross jerky. But I trust that subscriber. Oh yeah. I, d- oh yeah. I remember that. Was that jerky? It was vegetarian jerky. Wasn't it? Yeah. She knows who she is. If she's, you know who you are. That was a monstrous thing to do. (laughs) The thing was weird. It was was weird. Gross. Yeah. Um, no bodies as segregation works. Have you seen the school system after forced integration? Look at the frozen two machetes. (laughs) Keep them out of civilization forever. (laughs) I'll destroy it. We can't end on that one. Somebody. (laughs) 
I do have a few. I think I might have missed some. My my DLive isn't refreshing, but you know I have a war with DLive over the functionality of their site, so we'll go with it. If I missed your message on DLive, I'm sorry. But Paul Dog says Happy New Year, all Happy New Year to you as well. And I think that might be oh, uh, Black Pill Quarantine says Heyo, well Heyo to you too. Um, and I think that's all the messages over on DLive. Again, I'm sorry if I missed any of them. The DLive system continues to evade me in terms of how to use it properly. Uh, let's see. We got one over on, on um, Streamlabs. Chicken Fried Monkey says, Blonde, Diana was my favorite aunt's name. She died December 20th just a few days ago. Sorry to hear that. I'm sorry. Exactly. Exactly two years after her little brother, my dad. It makes Christmas super hard. But hearing you say her name, uh, say, hearing, hearing you say you may name your daughter Diana, just made this old lady cry much oh. love. Well, I'm sorry to hear about that, and all the best to your family, of course. Shut up. <laughs> just think about how much you hate the royal family, and that'll stop you from crying. I do hate the royal family. <laughs> it's really just Diana. Yeah. And Meghan right. Markle and Harry. Just, yeah, all of them. Apparently there's some feud between Harry and, and William That's now. because Kate and William are a class act. I do love Kate and William. Uh, yeah, well, Kate Middleton, well, I don't know. I don't know anything about it, and you know what? I'm an American. Kate Middleton I, is a classic beauty, and I have never heard her speak, which is the way it should be. You know, I think of all the disagreement we've had uh, on female beauty, Kate Middleton is one that we could probably agree on. Just, you know, get some fish hooks and pull her eyes like three inches wider and perfect. Wood bang, you know? yeah. <laughs> all right, well... Thanks not only for tuning in tonight, uh, but for tuning in all year. 2019 was a, I don't know. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to pretend like it was a great year, like Kevin Spacey would, but you know, it was a year that happened and 2020 is going to be nuts. So I look forward to uh, getting through each and every week of it with you guys. If you're listening later on demand on uh, YouTube or D live or on the audio platforms, wherever bit shoot as well. Thank you kindly as well for supporting the show. If you want to listen to some extra material that you might not find on our channels, Super Chatter referenced the um, the Gun Collective podcast earlier. You can find stuff like that on the audio platforms. They're linked in the description for you. Wherever you find your audio podcasts, you can also find us. And you can email us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. We'll be back next Sunday in a new year. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd, it's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. Have a happy new year. Make good choices. See ya.